This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host Jim and Tom, the Grace, and this is uh, our Code 8 review. We're going to get to talk Stephen Amell, I think, for the first time in uh, a full review. Yeah, we really never did it on ours. Arrow has already ended. We haven't talked heels yet, so when that happens, we'll be able to discuss the pilot of his upcoming show, Uh, but... We've got some news, we've got some superhero news, and we've got some sci-fi news, and then we've got a pretty good episode coming up, but uh, Justice League Dark is is a property that I know you're a fan of. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a big fan of Justice League Dark, and we finally are getting a TV show coming to HBO Max. I believe HBO Max starts in May. This show just got greenlit, uh, but it's going to be from Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams, uh, and it's going to be a Justice League Dark series. So my question really? to you is, what's your ideal team for Justice League Dark? What characters do you want to see? Because there's so many that could po- we could possibly see. Edgerton, uh, Constantine, Deadman, Zatanna. I kind of like the direction that they were going on Constantine with Zatanna, with her being um, kind of like a, a apprentice to him. Wait, you think uh, you think that that was going to be Zatanna? Oh, I thought the girl so, yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know if they had the IP for her yet. I don't think that they were able to use her. Oh, really? Oh, no, they're know. still talking. They're talking a movie for Zatanna. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I I still would like Zatanna. Yeah, I feel like you you need to have a female character on that team. Yeah. And Raven's already with uh, Teen Titans. Yeah, I don't want Ray. I want to say, um, I want to say a uh, what's his name? The, the he already had a a, a show though. Um, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. That would be probably my five. Swamp yeah. Thing's. I would like to see Swamp Thing become so powerful that he can't be on the team. Like yeah. Maybe after a season or two, but like eventually, that's how how I would like it. Kind of like how Raven is. She kind of becomes too powerful for Titans, and I would like yeah. to see that happen on um, Justice League Dark. Yeah, I, I think I'm on the same page with you. Uh, it that's like the the dream team. That's your yeah all star starting lineup. It's completely different from what's in the comics now because the comics is like it's Detective Chimp, yeah, Man Bat, uh, Swamp Thing, Constantine. It's be kind of, it kind of could come a place where you throw hot like people that that are are liked but can't fit in anywhere go to justice mm-hmm. league dark for some reason so. yeah i'm so, i was so confused when they they launched it out of the rebirth and they said that uh wonder woman was going to lead to justice league dark uh i get that she's like ancient and has like the uh, the gods and goddesses and that's kind of where they went but she's not i don't think she's the greatest fit for justice league dark she's not no, a, she's not too morally uh conflicted like the other guys and gals yeah. just be like all right we'll decimate this whole group of people if we need to and wonder woman's like ah oh, you know i'm a diplomat now not a warrior princess um yeah yeah i mean i don't think she's a leader i think she's she's supposed to be out there busting heads so i don't know i mean she's a leader yeah. but i i don't think she necessarily leads the teams so yeah but when it comes to the cast i um I'd still move move in with Al Al Collin that we saw in Swamp Thing on DC Universe. Uh, the good thing is, like, I don't think enough people saw Constantine or uh, Swamp Thing to even have a point of like, oh, you're retconning it again. It's just one of those points yeah. where you can say, all right, bring Matt Ryan over and bring Derek Mears over, and you have Swamp Thing and you have Constantine, so you have your two players there. But with JJ on the on the helm. It might be a bigger cast. It might be, you know, are they going to retcon it and go all the way back to Keanu? Uh, you know, now that I look back on Keanu, I didn't hate it. Like, it was yeah. a sort of accurate portrayal. I mean, it was different. Uh, but it, it had, you know, it had those Constantine feels. Like, of the old, yeah. I mean, it's a real, I think, uh, out of a lot of the old movies, I think that's one of the better 
old comic book movies that you know kind of slipped under everybody's yeah. radar. So. It had a good cast too. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a solid yeah. movie. Even if you don't know the the character, it's a pretty good jumping off point for a comic book movie or just for a weird kind of uh, a cult movie. Right. But if they don't, if if they don't do Zatanna, I could see someone like uh, Night, what Nightshade, and uh, Mama Xanadu being the, the female <laughs> voice of it, because there's not a lot of occult female superheroes or characters. So it, you would have to kind of Zatanna would need to be that that helm, and that could be a good launching off point for uh, a movie. I mean, I definitely don't want her running around like as dressed as a magician's assistant. I think that's kind of played out, but I, I want her. I think she definitely needs to be on the show in, yeah. in some way. Yeah, she'll be in like a leather leggings and like a, a leather jean jacket. Yeah, I mean, she could start out as that, but she has to, I mean, eventually transition out of that. So yeah, it's good news though. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the the HBO Max stuff. Finally, it's some good news. So yeah, uh, the next thing we can talk about is uh, Dune, uh, Chuck's number one movie on our movie madness, and it it might might actually happen given with know, all the man. the movies that are being kind of shuffled around. The first look we. we if it's going to be out there, it's going to make good money. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping. A lot of people have kind of talked to me about it and said, you know, you're riding too high on nostalgia, because you look at Blade Runner. Everybody was super hyped about Blade Runner, and Denny Villeneuve came out. He did Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and we didn't really like it, and the fan base really didn't like it. He's doing Dune. He's the guy doing Dune. So now he's going to do a two part, another nostalgic. Uh, old sci-fi uh, intellectual right. property, and we're getting to a point where are we riding too high on nostalgia? They're saying this is a two-part movie. Uh, yeah. Well, even like it, they could. Dev- I mean, this could become five, six parts. It's that. I mean, it, the novels are that the, that big, and it has been a while since I read them, so I can't like. But it is a lot. It's a slog, I think, in some cases. I know it's supposed to be like this groundbreaking thing, but um, I think sometimes it's a little too slow for for my personal taste. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a definitely a lot of world building, and there are yeah. those those chapters where you're just continuously bogged down with like the mechanics of everything. Yeah, yeah, like, you feel them walking through a desert. Like, you feel, mm-hmm. and I guess that's what it's about. I mean, it's, 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 this desert and, and this dryness is becoming, it's, it's becoming such a big deal, and it's mounting, like, it's a mounting pressure, and kind of you feel it the way he writes. It's, like, continuously kind of, like, weighing you down, but it is also very slow. It's also very yeah. slow to develop, so... I think it. I mean, I, I still loved it when I read it when I was younger, and I, you know, I like David Lynch's take on it, even though it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's David Lynch, so he never got like the the you know he got networks involving themselves in it, so it didn't come out the way he wanted it. But yeah, um, no, I'm I'm ready for this, and and the cast as you know is a cast that we like a lot, and and has, yeah. fits right into our wheelhouse. Nothing too new or crazy, but. Like almost perfect for what we want. Yeah, I mean it. That's what got me into it to begin with. Like that's why I'm so excited. I, you know, the David Lynch stuff was good. Um, it wasn't a masterpiece like he envisioned it to be. But the cast, when they like, it was every like every other week we were getting a new cast member for it. And you know, Momoa, Bron, uh, Brolin, Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya. Oscar Isaac, the the cast is ridiculous, and then they hit us with the first stills. Uh, did you see the first stills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look great. Like um, Brolin looks great. Um, he looks old as fuck in this, but uh, yeah, he I, does. I, I he like looks his, like a yeah. looks like a washed up uncle. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, you know Momo always looks great. This he he's. He's a desert roaming nomad, is what he wants to be. Like it, it makes sense in our heads to have him that way. So, yep. Um, no, I, those are pretty great. Uh, but he's always going to look great in that. And he's clean shaven yeah. in this one. This yeah, is the the 
this is the movie that made him shave his face. Uh, yeah, I don't think that'll last for long in other movies. No, his, yeah, the only you know I saw on um, on Instagram, everybody is fan casting, and it's it's kind of like a plug and play fit. Uh, him as um, Kratos, God of War. Yeah, and like yeah. it's perfect, right? He's huge. He's ma- he's a massive dude, but do, does he shave his head? Is the thing. Like that's years of work. Does he? He can't go from Kratos to Aquaman. Like if they film consecutively, he can't do that yeah. because then he's really he's really gonna look like that Rocket Mortgage commercial where he pulls off the wig. And then he's gonna have to like wear a wig, and nobody wants that. Yeah, and there, there's so much hair to put under a, a bald cap. My Jason I, Momoa has long, you know, crazy locks. So. Um, yep. Say I, I don't remember him from Baywatch, but I do remember no. him from uh, Stargate Atlantis, and that's really where he started get like honing his look and and, and getting mm-hmm. it down. And, and he wasn't as bulky in that, but yeah, when when I met him, he looked like he was uh, just off a job at uh, like a, a construction site. He looked like a foreman. He had Carhartt <laughs> boots, uh, Carhartt shirt, and pants on. Uh, he, he had stains all over his clothes. I was like, Did you, are you coming to Comic-Con or are you coming to work? <laughs> like, it looked like he was about to repair the, the back wall. But uh, I'm excited for Dune, man. The the stills look great. Uh, yeah. It really looks like they're they're capturing the world. Uh, we obviously have a desert. Uh, yeah. Well, what I think I'm going to do with this is I think I'm going to take time off from Dune. Like, I'm not – I have Dune in my queue. I ha- I've had – I have the books around my house somewhere. And I have them in my audiobooks, but I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm just going to go into this Dune fresh. Like, I'm okay. going to go, you know, uh, I have a basic idea of everything, and I think my memory for old stuff is is, is sketchy sometimes, but um, I, you know, I, I remember a little bit here and there, but I think I'm not going to reread, I think I just want to go into this. It'll be nice to finally watch something and not know every single character not know the plot and you know it everything i kind of see it seems like i already know what's going on so yeah this will be nice i think to be sort of kind of fresh yeah that was kind of my idea too like i was gonna see the movie and obviously we're gonna review it that weekend i was gonna see the movie and then probably the next day i would watch the the original or the david lynch one and just kind of compare and contrast. Uh, but I would like to go in fresh to this one. And I hope a lot of other people go in fresh to it. It, it looks great. Uh, it kind of gives me like Star Wars vibes a little bit with like Timothy Chalamet's outfit. He looked like a young Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just and, uh, what, not a, not Zendaya, but um, uh, um, the, the, the Bond girl, not the Bond girl, the girl from... Um, uh, Rebecca, what's her name? Ferguson. Yeah, she looks like a Sith Lord. A yeah, she looked dark ray. Yeah, in some of her, uh, in some of her stills. So, yeah, it's got that kind of feel to it. I, I know it's you know, it's appropriate for the, the, where they're at, but yeah. Yeah, and we'll we'll see. It comes out in December. It still looks like it's going to be uh, coming out in December, and. Uh, I mean, whether we see it on VOD, whether we see it uh, actually in the movie theaters uh, is yet to be seen, but uh, you can count us in as seeing it. Speaking of seeing, uh, we saw a movie this weekend. Um, I actually I saw the movie a long time ago, but I rewatched it again this weekend, uh, and that movie is called Code 8, directed by Jeff Chan, and it stars uh, the Amel, Stephen and Robbie, and uh, your boy from Fast and Furious. Sung Kang. <laughs> uh, and, man, uh, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score versus a 66 fan score, which is a the second week in a row our movies have yeah, two weeks in been a row. like that. Um, we usually don't, yeah. get, we don't get that lucky where we get fresh movies with less fan views. Yeah, or a or, or, uh, smaller number or smaller number yeah. likes it. So it is crazy because uh, – Usually, we're either fighting with or, or well, we're fighting against the, you know, my thing is always don't, don't follow the critics, so, um, but, 
I think uh, the fans have been wrong. Well, I don't know. The critics were kind of overhyped trolls a little bit, whereas the, I, yeah. I kind of sided a little bit with the fans. And I think I side with the fans more on this one. Really? I'm all I'm over tro- trolls already. It's been uh, three days since we recorded, and I've seen that commercial seven thousand yeah. times. Yeah, uh, I'm over it. I've seen there's uh, Anderson Pox got another commercial with a song "Come Down," <laughs> and I keep thinking he's saying I'm a leprechaun. So I stopped listening to that. Uh, but I remember when this movie. Uh, I, gu- I guess we should say one spoiler alert uh, because we're going to spoil the movie. Uh, two. I'm partially biased to this movie because uh, I started a podcast centered around Arrow, uh, my love of Arrow. So we have that. But I remember when this movie was being crowdfunded, maybe a year or two, probably two years ago. And it didn't look like it was going to make it. And then it finally made it. And then it went silent. And just like, you know, these crowdfunders do, they have to go out and shoot it. And I think they were shooting it while they were making Arrow and Flash and Legends and whatever Robbie Amell was working on, the Duff or whatever Netflix movie he was on. Uh, and then it came out and it was like right to theaters. And it came out, it, it was ironic, it came out like a year after Ken did. And you remember how like we were hyped about Ken because it was a new kind of sci-fi. It looked like it was kind of... A new kind of delivery. S- yeah. And then this comes out, and you know it didn't. I don't think it did very well in, in the theaters. It didn't get a worldwide. I don't release. even remember like, it being uh, in theaters. I, I think it was like it was a limited release. Like Vancouver got it, L.A. I, I I saw it when it was released to DVD, and I because you know it, I want to support Stephen Amell, and I was very excited about it, and I was impressed. I. There's a lot of things that I like about this, and I like the the world that it's set up. Uh, but the thing that shocked me the most is that this was number seven on Netflix's top ten in the U.S. I know. Yeah, it's weird. That top ten is crazy. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest group of people watching things. Yeah, because like it's it's like nailed it. Uh, Tiger King, Code Eight. Uh, you know, you know. Too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah. Too. Which just popped up in my field. Oh, what is this? Like the commercials, I'm like, I got to cover the kid's eyes. Isn't it like they, they're they super hot, but they can't be physical with each other? Isn't that like the premise? I guess that's it. Is it a dating uh, show? I'm sure. I think so. I'll, Let me I'll tell probably you report back on it next week. Top 10. Let me tell you, because uh, we'll get to that. I watched The Big Show Show. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh my god! Boy. I saw, I saw the a clip where they were singing the Backstreet Boys, and it was Mark Henry, Mick Foley, and uh, there was somebody else. It was Big uh, Show. Yeah, but there was some. There was another yeah, wrestler that Urkel's came out with them. It. Who was? It? I don't know if he was, but Urkel's in the show. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I haven't. So seen tell it me all. about this. I was halfway through the second episode. And I'm a completionist. I don't care how bad I don't like it. Like, I'm trying to complete October Faction, even though it's it's pure and total garbage, and you've told me not Ugh. to do it. Um, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, but, it's the, uh, the worst. I can't get through the Big Show show. Like, it's that bad. It's Ugh. like laugh tracks. Um, remember, like, TGI Friday? Well, that's where Urkel came from. That's the feel yeah. of it. It's got a very TGI Friday... But okay. um, dumber than those shows. Like, if this almost feels like, you know, like the Thundermans. You ever watch the Thundermans? It's mm-hmm. like a kid show, like a Nickelodeon show. This definitely belongs on Nickelodeon, but it's not even like a good I, Nickelodeon show. I'm so surprised that he ventured off to doing acting. I never thought he could cut a promo. No. And then he gets his own TV show. He's like just so big and loud and like. He's got elephantitis up his throat, or you know, he's like, he roars everything he does. He he slobbers yeah. all the time. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch that. Don't no. watch the. I've had a rough week. Don't watch Bruce Brothers. That's oh bad. yeah, I saw you. Uh, I saw you talking to Glenn Macnow about that on uh, yeah. Twitter. The prof. Um, he talked about how bad it was, and I I had to agree. It's just yeah. the worst piece of garbage at that that. I've forced myself to watch. And I don't know. 
Nope, didn't finish that one either. So, so you got a lot of bad to finish. I'm not finishing those two. I'll finish October <laughs> Faction. There's I don't know why. My wheelhouse, but no, it's still bad. Don't... So bad. It got can- it got canceled. Yeah, I know. And one and done, just like Daybreak. Yep, I it's like another, Daybreak. Another... Yeah, Daybreak was good, but of course it gets canceled because that's how that's how yeah. it operates for us. But let's let's go back to Code Eight. Uh, we're set in a a very Secret War X Men kind of world where you yeah have yeah these... uh, Days of Future Past yeah 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 you have these powered people who need to register and if they don't register they're subject yeah, to too, yeah. incrimin- like, like to being locked up. Um, what did you think of the premise? Um, I did like it in the fact that. This wasn't uh, a hero, anti-hero. I mean, it, we do have an anti-hero, but it wasn't about heroes and villains. It was just about yeah. um, these oppressed people trying to make it, uh, trying to just do a job, trying to get a job, and and oppressing them. It had this feel of, I mean, a lot of modern-day America analogs, you know, with police brutality and... and you know, having somebody like uh, what's his name's character, um, Sung Tang's character, who has a daughter who's got powers, but he still has to like oppress that 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 yeah. those people, and then like it's like you know, kind of has the feeling is like how important these people are to modern day. You know, they built the the country on their back, yeah. and it's like you know the Chinese and slavery and all these other things like. The, the the Irish how you know they did so much work and then they were for working hard and for doing that work they get oppressed and looked down upon and kind of had that feel of like you know oppression and, and, and second class citizens and stuff like that but yeah so it was neat to uh, have that involved with superheroes but these heroes aren't necessarily super super they're just humans with extra abilities uh, I thought, you know, I thought it set the groundwork for a pretty cool world. Uh, you get to see they demonstrated a lot of different powers. You had Stephen Amell who could he could move things with force. You could, yeah. you had fire. You had, uh, what you have? Uh, lightning. You had the electrics. You had healers. Brutes. Yeah, it's super strength. Um, and then you you touched on um, Song Kang, who was the cop who was out to get the team because obviously there there's a team there was a, a fire fire uh i don't know what they say the fire type they had the brute they had Stephen amell who played garrett who was a uh like a kind of like a force user essentially and then you had robbie amell who played Ka- connor who was an electric and they were working for the drug lord uh one of the, one of the things that well and sang sung kang was out to go get that group because they were obviously criminals and you get you get to the point where throughout the movie they're alluding to him having powers like that's the what i was getting uh and then 20 minutes left in the movie his daughter pops up and she has powers and even the kids know that they're gonna be given away if they have powers because certain other families have done that and i think that the the world that they've kind of they've established is a it could have gotten a sequel because the way the movie ended, it definitely could have got a sequel. It is getting a series. The The cool thing I thought, the coolest thing of everything, uh, I thought the drug was cool. Psych. Yeah, yeah. They, they extract it from their brain matter. Or their, 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 yeah, uh, their spinal uh, column. Spinal fluid. That is pretty cool. Um, and it, and the, heal, the healer, too. Yeah, what did it do? Like What, the drug? Yeah, it, it it was like acid, right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it was it was like it was kind of like an opium based thing, where they would just they would feel euphoric because we see Nia, who is a healer, and you know that there's like there's something going on because she's with the drug uh, the drug lord, and he keeps using her, and you can tell that he's sick, he's coughing, and I didn't realize what was going on. Like I knew that she was healing him, but I didn't realize until. The, like the second to last time she healed him 
when she started getting like the COPD cough that he had. And I was like, oh, cr- crap, it is transferring through from him to her. And I thought that that was a really cool dynamic. Up until that point, um, yeah, like you see her get sick or trapped and something, I guess her dad owed him money, but her dad's in prison. I don't know how that worked, but um, yeah, it wasn't until like they wanted you to know that you found out. Like it wasn't yeah. a gradual thing. This kind of like. I thought it was written by numbers. Like, I thought it was predictable. I thought it was really predictable at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, I knew that he was gonna, he was gonna tell her to save, not save his mom. And at like when she started, and he was just like, "Yeah, go ahead." I was like, I was going, I was in my head, I was thinking, if he, if she, if she, if he forces her to do it, I'll be surprised. Like that would be very. Like, that would blow me my mind because I don't expect that. And then he was like, stop. I was like, come on, man. I knew you were going to do that. Like, I knew. I think there was a lot of stuff that you already knew was going to happen. And that, that was yeah. kind of one of my biggest problems. And, and especially that. I, I That was like a kind of by the numbers, uh, you know, story of, of, of redemption story being told. So what did you, what did you think of like the tech with the drones and the guardians? I like uh, it drones. was very it was very Judge Dread uh, gave me Judge Dread vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or uh, what's the one in uh, um, the 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 robots in set that are in that movie that takes place in South Africa? Oh, Chappie. Yeah, kind of. Those robots had a chappy feel to me, but yeah, yeah, no. Judge yeah. Drive with the drones, the delivery system, how everything's kind of already figured out. Like, um, you're kind of guilty by just being. They have, you know, pretty advanced uh, capabilities of uh, scanning and like knowing. Mm-hmm. I guess there's energy signatures or whatever, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I kind of I, I dug the tech. I dug that it wasn't too far flung too crazy it was kind of just slightly uh in the future but i guess that's a society of if your society is based on having super powered people you're not going to waste so much time and energy figuring out how to build a building or figuring out these other things i mean you have if you have superpowered people doing certain things, you're going to have to, you're going to be able to spend some of that brain, like cumulative brain power into creating, you know, robots and super drones and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I thought the, the guardians, I, I thought their design was super clean. Uh, they were ruthless and they were accurate and precise. Uh, I like that, you know, I like that the team actually like, the, the criminal team they moved as a unit there weren't any loose cannons like usually you have that loose cannon where right, it's usually true. the leader where he wants to go off and be his own thing uh, a la green arrow right we got season we got season one ollie uh, yeah and even as a bad guy he was a mentor like it, it was crazy he's like it, it was tennis balls and light bulbs he just flipped everybody kind of had a redemption tale um except for uh, what's his name? The bad guy, uh, Southwick or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Garrett had a redemption story. He just was money hungry, or he was well, a power I mean, hunger. Yeah, but what's his name says uh, they that he found him in the uh, the dumpster eating and stuff. Oh, and oh yeah, he, he was a lad. Yeah, yeah. So you know. He, He's got a different kind of morality than everybody else, but you know he still has yeah. a you know shitty story. But um, you know him and uh, Robbie Amell, not the same story, but kind of like remind each other of it. Yeah, I was I was waiting. There was a there was a moment where I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. His dad's still alive. We're gonna see his dad, and I was so glad that they didn't do that because that would that would absolutely ruin the movie for me. Because you yeah. The way that the, the movie ends is you get to the point where his mom's dead. 
we don't know what exactly happened between him and the police. We know that he was the informant. He let uh, Sun Kang know that this is where it was all going down. This is where they were stashing everything. Garrett is already gone uh, after this. So he it's just Connor, and he, he's, he's right. at his mom's grave. He says, you know, give me a nudge if needed. Nia, Nia goes to jail, uh, jail to see her dad. It's only Connor. Uh, I just, I was curious just in this moment, like, where do you go from here? Because we're getting a series. It's going to be on Quibi, which. Uh, what is Quibi's deal? 10 minute episodes? So, yeah. So Quibi, it just came out last week or two weeks ago. I think like the sixth. Um, and it's anywhere between like six to 10 minute episodes right so currently it's got like chrissy teigen has a judge show on it uh chance the rapper does punked liam hemsworth has a show sophie turner has a show um idris elba has i think like an action sports show i think it's a race car show uh, it's idris versus block i think um uh titus andromeda from kimmy schmidt has something uh d from from it's always sunny has something and you know lebron's got stuff this is going to be on that so it, essentially okay. you're going to get what you're going to get like 12 se- 12 episodes at 10 minutes a clip like a sequel to this yeah when else so you're does. getting yeah and it, they say they release things daily um i have it i watched i was hyped for the first day i watched six minutes of the sophie turner show and i was like oh this is too real i'm moving and i haven't touched it again and i have three months for free so they better get this on there pretty quickly so yeah. where do you where do you go from here so I'll, I'll, I'll go with some things that i think might happen and we'll see where you're at there's there's a few ways you could have garrett and connor reuniting and going up against the oh god what were they called the the not the tribunal but the uh, the trust the the overseers of the drug drug market they could go and they can go on their Jesse James, Sundance Kid kind of deal where they go after yeah. them, right? You could have the cops trying to find uh, Connor and Garrett and Sung Kang finally feeling the pressure because his daughter is a uh, a power and kind of joining their resistance to liberate the powered people. Yeah. Or you could, ju- you could just have a series, 10-minute episode, where Connor is trying to uh, assimilate back into normal life after being a criminal, after being wanted, after losing his mom, losing uh, someone who you think he loves uh, with Nia, and using people, actually just losing his morals. What, where do you stand with some of those things? Um, the likelihood is of this, all this money that that uh um Garrett has just kind of come into is drug money. And the drug yeah. money so Garrett is always talking about, you know, his morality says like take what you can get. He's not like pro super powered, but he only works with super powered. So he's not like mm-hmm. uh, he he's not gonna save them. So in the end I he, don't think he's a good guy. Yeah, he's like a closet radical. Yeah, like he gave that little that speech where he's like, "We built this; they should be owing us." You know, he, he's he's Magneto in a sense. But I, you know, I I think the drug trade, which takes advantage of powered people, but I mean, they're always going to come back and say, "Well, we give them money," but the it take that drug trade takes advantage of powered people. So I, I I think in the end, no matter how he slices it, he's making his money off of kind of like indentured servitude of, of powered people to make that drug. And yeah, he's exploiting them. So he can't, he, he's, maybe he'll call himself like a helper or a hero, but he's not the hero of this story. Like, I think at some point in time, him and, uh, and Connor are going to have to come to blows. And, okay. and Connor's going to be on the side of, I want to liberate, I don't want our only the only thing that we have access to, the only way we make money is through drugs, like or, or selling ourselves into like a drug den or killing people. I, I want us to assimilate into, I, I, you know, I think you're right. I think Garrett takes the, the, the Magneto route. And I think 
Connor takes more of the Professor X route. The assimilation, um, let's show how we can work together, how we can help and, and you know, lead and, and, and be equal. Whereas, whereas Garrett's going to be like, you know, I'll step on the throats of anybody I have to to prove my point and kind of like Magneto did. So Now, do, we, do think, you think that Connor's going to be – on the run or he's pardoned because he they got their man and you know all, i don't know all's right in the world. I, um, I don't think all's right i think the look that he had with the hat pulled down and all that it kind of looked like he's on the run but he could always be on the run from both sides you know yeah um, he, it was it was a very uh marvel-esque in disguise yeah you know they give him a ball cap and, and glasses <laughs> yeah and a jacket yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not going to. I'm not. I, I think he's definitely on the run. Uh, I don't know if it's from the cops. I do see. I, I see some. some uh, as the cop, he really didn't play that big of a role. I was kind of not expecting him to be like more involved. And I, I think he's definitely going to be. I think he's got to be. Maybe if he's not like feeding info and saying, you know, here's how you get out of it, here's what you do, maybe he's goes turncoat completely but i don't see him doing that because he's got a daughter he's got to take care of her Um, yeah maybe like a team up yeah they're like they're like informants uh, for each other yeah like a like a a misty night team up where still active but uh or even like a what's her name from um uh rosie perez character from uh, uh renee montoya yeah she's still in the force but She's definitely working for the other side a little bit. Yeah. I could I could see like the one way I look at it is they I could see Colin and like everything working together. Like so Colin and Garrett get back together. Colin wants to take down the trust. Garrett doesn't care because he just wants to get rich. And if he takes down the trust, he'll have all their money and all their clients. Yeah. Where Sung's gonna be in the police station feeding Colin information. And Colin's going to be feeding him information, and that's when Garrett and Colin come uh, yeah. to blows. Is it Colin or Connor? Connor. I've been calling him Colin. Yeah, it is Connor. I've been calling him Colin for probably forty-five minutes. Uh, but I think that that's where 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 we go. Where there is that big battle between Garrett yeah. and, and Connor. Well, I mean, if we're going ten-minute episodes. Yeah, they're going to be 10-minute sequences, yeah. Yeah, that bothers me a lot. Like, how do you... Yeah. An episode should be a micro-encapsulation of a movie, like three acts. Uh, you know, you have the beginning, you have the middle, then you have the resolution in the, the, the third act, but also leave enough open so it carries on to the next show. I think it's a lot to ask... It's a lot of ups and downs for 10 minutes at a time, you know, parcels. Um, I feel like you're going to get the first, the first three episodes are going to be your first act because that's 30 minutes. The first, the second three are your second act and the third three are your third act. So you're getting uh, a 90 minute Do you think it's going to be a hard, hard stop every 10 minutes? Like, boom, done. No Uh, resolution, nothing. Okay. I think it's gonna it's gonna leave it up to what comes next, kind of like an, uh, a a bridge version of Arrow. If Arrow okay. were a sitcom or like a just a, a half hour show, you cut that in half again because a half hour show is only twenty minutes with commercials. Now you're just getting the unfiltered quarter okay. of the show. All right. I mean, so I are they not going to release it all at once, or are they going to be? episodic so i think it's um new episodes per day so you might get like right. two weeks out of it okay that's not it, and, and you know based on like youtube um algorithms and like schematics the average youtube watcher only watches between like eight and ten minutes of, of a video that's right. why you know these 50 60 minute videos of people trying to make it on youtube don't work because they're not able to retain their fans you're not settling down with a drink watching youtube you're you're watching yeah. youtube on a bathroom break you're watching youtube on lunch you're watching youtube 
on the way to work or whatever on the train. So it is yeah. in between certain things. I, I think YouTube fits into the the time that we have. We want to if we fill our day that we're awake with with media, YouTube mm-hmm. fits into a lot of spaces. Whereas like this is yeah this is what YouTube probably should have done with their their YouTube Red. Yeah, because instead of going full length. Yeah, we watched what two episodes of three di- or two different series, and yeah. it was uh, I don't even remember the names of them, but I can tell you seventeen different things on Quibi and what who's got a show coming out on Quibi in the next week. You know what I mean? Yeah, well they've been pushing Quibi pretty hard, even though I didn't. Yeah, know and it was, I, didn't... I think Clark Gregg is the the voice of their commercials. Huh. All right. I think uh, sounds familiar, but um, what do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie a two and a half. Dude, oh, we're worlds away. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of figured, because you're, you're a Stephen Amell fan, but yeah, the ending was real, like, it knew it had a series while it was being filmed, it felt like, because it just stopped. Like, the ending was a real okay. abrupt with me. They could have told a little bit more story. I think what they did tell us was kind of wrote, like, oh, you know, this is... Uh, this is how it's going to be. And I think Stephen Amell is a great actor. I think he's an un- I don't. I think he's always going to be an underutilized TV actor. You know, like. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a really good actor. I agree. Uh, I I I don't think Robbie Amell is a good actor, and I know you're okay. not really a huge fan of Robbie Amell, but I don't think he was good in this. I don't think anybody but Stephen Amell was good in this. Um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. So two and a half. I, I I just thought it was too predictable to really like dig my teeth into it. Okay. Um, I gave it a four. I which knew is, you were. Uh, it was. It's not perfect, but um, I did. I gave it a four for kind of the opposite reasons why you gave it a two and a half. You. Um, I don't think it. It had the uh, the know with all or wherewithal to predict that it was going to get a series. Okay. Uh, I think they left it there for a potential sequel, or for, because they raised so much right. money on crowdfunding. But the thing about the the movie to me is, I like world building, and I think it built a pretty good world. Uh, it had a good story. The story can evolve from there. I kind of thought they tried to do too much in one ninety minutes because they had a heist movie in there, they had a rescue movie, they had. Uh, a, be- a team backstab another team backstab another team then they had the 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 mom's story then it was just a little it was a lot going on for me in, okay. in one movie like I so would did like we just watch heist movie did we watch nine quibbies <laughs> maybe that might have been our that's our sample size for it i don't know i think the thing with me like because i watched it with chelsea again and she was she was like this isn't this isn't bad and she I, listen I've I've made her watch some really bad movies, um she we watched Coffee and Kareem, on oh, Netflix, boy. Uh, and she hated it. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, but with this one, as I'm watching it, it did kind of drag on a little bit because I I paused it a few times. I'm like, how much more time do we have? And there were you're right, there is a lot of things going on in it. But I think why I like this so much is that it has so many familiar tropes that. Yeah. And we've we kind of broke them down in the episode. There were X Men tropes, there were Daredevil and, and Misty Knights, and uh, you know, Rosie Perez's. And yeah, there's a lot that we can relate to as comic book fans and fans of superherodom. That is very true. There is a lot, and it's it is nice. Not 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 my favorite movie, but it is nice to see those tropes are kind of becoming important to the the, the movie making. So you have to have them. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see them being used in a different way. And, and yeah. in, in that sense, they're sort of kind of ahead of the curve. They're using them as less a, a you know, uh, cape and cow in your underwear tights thing and more of a, mm-hmm. you know, what if, if, if it really did happen, what would you do with them, you know? If you couldn't, yeah. If you couldn't change the world with them, which is what they, basically they can't really do world-changing events. So you have like yeah. this minor scope of like importance and what you could do. How would you use them? And like, it's pretty accurate, I guess. 
Yeah, and it also kind of st- shows you like how far are you willing to stretch your morals? Uh, yeah. You know, Robbie Amell, he's only doing this because his mom has cancer and she's dying. Um, had that not happened, he would have been doing jobs, sitting outside of a grocery store, waiting for someone to hire uh, yeah. powered, illegal. illegal powered. Um, so I, I like that too. And I, I think some things that like we didn't gloss, we didn't talk about, like the camera, the cinematography I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, we've seen bigger movies look worse. Yeah, like when you have these guardians, which were, like I said, they were clean. They they looked like they could have just been humans in really expensive suits. When they <laughs> transcend, they they translated to the film so much better than we've seen in bigger pictures. It gives me no yeah. excuse. Like Warner Brothers has no excuse for what they did with Suicide Squad. Nope, nope. But this is a or, this was a crowdfunded movie, and they were able yeah. to execute their guardians like that maybe they spent so much money on those but they executed it and you got warner brothers who's yeah. doing a huge ip and they drop the ball and they make them look like they're like made out of putty so <laughs> yeah it just, yeah i don't know i i like it from a sense of it was original with some tropes that i already knew but uh yeah right. i'm gonna stick by my i'm gonna stick to. by my four uh what did you think of rhino the bald guy Oh yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Like I didn't know where he fit. Like he came out of nowhere. I thought he was, uh, like, because you kind of they kind of lay this baseline of who you're supposed to know, and they kind of talk about him. Like, oh, this is a a brute, and this is a fire, and this is an electric. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I don't know what they call Stephen Amell. I guess he's like telekinetic. I don't know what they say. But I don't know where Rhino falls into it because just he's just impervious. So I don't know if yeah. he's a brute. I don't know. Well, I guess all brutes have super strength. I don't know what he is, but he's different. Yeah, it kind of it opens up like for the future too. Like were there experimentations on the power too? Like how do you get yeah. to that point? And the way that he died I thought was pretty cool too. Like a force lightning bolt with a pen ja- or a screwdriver jab through the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. And it it kind of makes sense that he was called Rhino with impenetrable skin. The yeah. the one kind of the one note that I would have for the series is if you're going to introduce these characters like Rhino, and then there was the the female assassin. Her name was Copperhead. Name like drop their yeah. names in it. Like yeah, give us something. give a little yeah, give us something because like we saw her in the beginning. They I don't think they ever said her name, did they? All you did was no, I don't. She's like they she's thinking about ways to slit your throat. Yeah, and that was it. They called they named Sutcliffe like twenty times before we ever saw Sutcliffe. So, you know, you knew what you were getting in with them. So, yeah, they wanted to establish that there this was your big bad. And in the scheme of things, yeah, he was the big bad. But there's always there's a bigger bad to him. He was Ronan the Accuser, and the trust is Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know the the next mo- the the next Quibi should focus on the trust. Yeah, and Stephen Amell kind of just is like, all right, we're done. We can go do it about our own business. I I kind of feel like, you know, when Connor's screaming at him, saying, "You got played, man." I I kind of agree with Connor. Like Stephen mm-hmm. Amell thinks he's this hot shot playing in this this heist. How did you not you know have a plan B for when? the obvious bad guy does bad guy things and turns his back on yeah you should have known it was going to happen like i don't know how do you not have a plan for that you're supposed to be the the plan guy but i guess that it goes to show you he he's not he's he's he thinks he's better than he is i mean he's not he's not a perfect character nobody is really so yeah and like how do you go into this huge heist and then immediately have like we're gonna go 50 50 when this is done though you use that as a bartering chip after you have everything yeah you know what i mean you set yourself up for an ambush because you were arrogant you said we're gonna be 50 50 50 50 sutcliffe and your half your team just got eviscerated yeah true so, uh well, well we'll see maybe uh maybe he is too uh big for his britches in this situation and should go back to eating that out of dumpster well this is it man uh that's our episode 50 minutes on uh, a, sh- a movie that I think people should watch it. Do you, uh, yeah, do you I recommend mean, it? A, I recommend people watch it. I, I don't. Maybe because I, I, I definitely 
I like Stephen Amell. I think he did a great job. I even think, like everybody else, did a good job. I, Robbie Amell's a little wooden. This steals Chuck's term. Um, it's not badly acted. It's shot great. It's got great scenes. It's got great technology. I think it's predictable. So that might just be me projecting and knowing and watching so many of these types of movies that I've kind of come to suspect things and, and, and expect things. And, I, yeah. I, and maybe in the end, I want to be surprised. So and when I'm not, maybe it's not fair that I, uh, you know, reflect that onto this movie and say, oh, why did you not surprise me? Well, it's not its job to surprise me. It's its job to make it tell its own story. So maybe that's, you know, maybe it's not fair of me. But in my terms, like, I kind of saw things happen. And I think it tried too hard. Like, it, like, tell one gangster story, not all the gangster stories. And, and if you're going for full, full out heist, go for a heist movie. And, um, okay. You know, for me, that's how I, I saw it. And I think it just tried a little too much for too long. So I say watch it because it's on Netflix. It's free now at this. I mean, if you have Netflix or for most people, Netflix is included in something. No, yeah. it, and it's not a waste of time. There's a lot of It's not the of October time. faction. No, or Brew Brothers or Big Show Show or yeah. uh, who else? The Order or every fucking thing else I've watched on Netflix yeah. that's been bad. Uh, no, it's definitely not that bad. And, and I mean, I give this a two and a half, and, and I take that pretty seriously. That's a C. That's like right down the middle. It's a, it's a run-of-the-mill, very watchable um, – I wouldn't call it a popcorn flick because I don't really know what a popcorn flick is, but it's like, it's a movie, if it's on, you watch it. And and there are parts of it you'll really like. Well, you want to be surprised in movies. Uh, well, buckle up, buddy, because I don't think next week you're going to be surprised. Uh, we're, we're going back to Netflix again. Uh, and this kind of fits the trope of what we did this week. Uh, we both like Stephen Amell. We think he's a good actor. Uh, he was in a movie with... A lot of tropes that other movies have, and a lot of top uh, like points, right? We're gonna watch a movie uh, with an actor that we like, Chris Hemsworth, uh, in a, playing a role that has been played multiple times, and that movie is Extraction. Uh, the Chris yep. Hemsworth and uh, David Harbor movie. They're yep. the only two people I know in the movie. Uh, it looks like a black market marine ops story. Yeah, it it actually so, looks pretty good. It does. But yeah. it might be another Code 8 where we're predicting halfway through the movie what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not going to be a unique story, but I think, uh, you know, it could be a good type of story. Yeah, and that comes out um, this upcoming Friday, the 23rd, and we're going to review it on the 25th. So if you want to watch it, watch it. We're going to spoil it. But that's our episode. Support, our, uh, support the network. Support us. On social media, Galaxy Wars Podcast, Active Geek every Wednesday. In the archives, you can go Binks and the Beards, Box Office Flashback Podcast. Next week, Extraction. Watch it. We'll review it. Here's $20. Buy yourself something nice. (laughs)